7. Innocence and Gobs Gob picked up another room as they wandered the forest. A few more sticky flowers and a few branches in his arms. Master Delta needed more rooms. Her dungeon was becoming filled with them, and that had to mean she loved them that much. Except in her special room, Gob understood. The Ori room had to look impressive. Maybe it could do with some paint or sheepskins on the wall. But Gob was not one to suggest silly things to the master. Gob dreamed of a giant mushroom holding the master orb. Such roomness. Gob sighed, his tusks making his squat face look delighted. A branch broke and Gob turned, branch in one hand. He snarled at his brother. Hob came running with a large rock in hand. They paused as a little man stared at them. The long hair and puffy fur he wore made the man-child look like some lamb. Hob hesitated and then looked to Gob for guidance. Man, see us, he said, clearly unhappy about being snuck up on by a man-child. Hob grunted. Smash, he wondered, and the man-child made a mewling sound and fell back as she tried to turn too fast. Normal gob culture would dictate that if hungry, man-child was food. If full, it was a toy. But this was no longer about gob ways anymore. A new element existed for them. Delta ways. I don't want to kill people. Delta, the safe protector and rescuer of him and his brother, did not want man blood in her name. No smash. Let go. No time for games, Gob reminded, and quickly gathered up his forest bounty. Hob snorted and made a dismissive growl toward the lamb child. It got up and ran for the break, in the trees where the forest ended and the fields began. It stopped to look back, and Gob gave it one last look before he ran off toward the dungeon. He heard another man calling. Where there was man-childs, there was plenty of mans. One-on-one, -on -one, they made gobs look weak. To beat a man, a gob must be clever, quick, and ready to die, or at least bring lots of other gobs. Gob grinned as he ran into the dungeon a few minutes later. To beat a man in a dungeon, a gob only had to collect rooms. Delta pondered that she kept missing the changes in her menu due to her short attention span. She hovered in the boss room, watching with pleasure as Bacon swallowed another mushroom. Her feelings towards these ignorant fungi was quite odd, but Delta just accepted it. Aside from the vile taste, the mushrooms gave her an ample target of focus for her anger on targets she could actually affect. So, after focusing again, she looked at a new upgrade purchase she had missed. Upgrade the core room to reflect the status of having a first floor boss. 20 DP. Upgrade the core room to reflect the status of consuming many mushrooms. 20 DP. Only one upgrade from floor one can affect the core room. The other option will be locked. Oh, no. 
Whichever choice would Delta be forced to pick? What grand choice would she be forced to give up? Delta mashed the boss upgrade button with a furious scream. Death to the mushrooms, vile little demons. Delta could only spare her mushies. Fran just shook his head at her voice. Delta felt her face go pink, and she quietly left the room as she had forgotten Fran, as well as all her other monsters could hear her. The core room was grinding and shifting as she approached. It didn't take long to settle into its new decor. The singular earth spear that held her orb was now replaced with a pillar rising from the ground and another reaching down from the ceiling. The two pillars met at her core and sealed it into place, the orange light glowing slowly, looking like it had been unearthed, and a stone platform around the middle of the room had been erected around the pillar, as if to worship the orb in some manner. Only three steps separated the platform from the soil. On either side of those steps was two medium statues of Fran, on top of Bacon, holding their spears above the steps like a door arch one had to cross under. The two statues like mirrors, perfectly similar down to what Delta could see. The details weren't amazing, but it was good enough that Delta had no trouble making out Fran's eyes in the slit of his helmet. The pillars holding her orb had six sides, and on the side facing the stairs, the title Sir Fran the Pig Knight was carved clearly. It still left a lot of names for the other six sides, more if the top pillar could also hold names, and an almost endless amount if names could share space on a side. Delta walked slowly around the room, feeling pride glow in her chest. Sure, she didn't know this would be the result, but Fran, the boss room, her new core room. Delta had earned it with the help of her monsters and her own general messing about. It wasn't much in the grand or any scheme of things, but to her, this was important. This room symbolized one very important thing to her. Progress. Delta slowed and sat on her new stairs trying to pretend like she was hugging her knees. Progress meant that she hadn't given up. Delta hadn't sat down and waited for someone to find her and end her. Delta hadn't cried, too scared to do anything while Hob and Gob never got the contract. She hadn't stopped trying, even when the mushrooms made her feel ill. Maybe. This room didn't mean progress. Perhaps to adventurers, it would be the ultimate progression. The end. But to Delta? She stood and stretched her arms wide, as if refreshed by the room. It showed how brave she had been, and how silly this all was in the end. That was important to hold on to. Delta saw how easily she could lose herself. Delta the Dungeon Core had become Dungeon Core Delta. Same words, different girl. It was almost intoxicatingly wonderful to create and expand, but Delta looked at her orb and inhaled. Progression for progression's sake was pointless. This all had to mean something to her. Or she got mad, or crazy, or turned into some machine that saw little kids barely into their teens as walking bags of mana. 
Delta walked out the room, determined to see what else she could do. Determined to ask why. To each and everything she built, mutated, grew, forged, unearthed, summoned, and designed. Because she would take a hammer to her own core before a kid was reduced to a walking mana battery in her eyes. Delta felt the mana roll and barely even choked, as Gob and Hob returned with more branches, berries, and mushrooms. She really needed a glass of water or something. Delta blinked as the idea appeared. Water? Wait. She had no buckets, sir. Wait. She had wood and stone. Why didn't she have a bucket design? Delta opened her mouth and her menu beat her to it. Wooden bucket has been added to the item menu as a quick design. Three mana. Delta closed her eyes and counted to ten and gave up at five. Are you telling me I can make things if I know them? She tried to throttle the menu, and it vanished with an alarmed ding. Stone spoon, Delta yelled. Spoon has been added. Wooden clogs. Wooden clogs has been added. Wooden sword. Child's toy sword has been added. Chair. Wooden chair has been added. Stone goblin figurine. Stone goblin figurine has been added, 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 added. Delta twitched, and when she opened her eyes, she was laying on the ground. Something throbbed, and Delta assumed it was the leaky remains of her brain, after her menu seemed to have a nervous breakdown. Ow. She groaned and Hob yelped as she spoke next to his snoozing form. Delta made a very subtle note, not to rush the system that governed her existence to the point it was needing a glass of wine before its husband came home. Delta rose to her feet and saw her mana growing from 12 to 24. A decent amount. Delta grumbled as she moved down the tunnel. It was time to do something she had been somewhat dreading. This whole discovering how things worked as she went was nice, but it left her suspicious of everything. So, just before entering the lair, Delta flicked a hand, and a side tunnel and room dug itself out, and the dark space inside waited to be used. Delta felt a little sick, but she spent some of her large pool of 73 DP to fill the room. She filled it with mushrooms. A whole grove of them. Mushroom Grove has been built. Gut Rot. Mushroom automatically added. Special features unlocked when inside this room. Due to Sir Francis, the Grove gains ordinary boar as an elite guardian. What? But the menu said this was decorative. Just something to look at. Delta frowned as another menu opened. Due to the variant of Mushroom, hardly enjoyed by the core... Potent mushrooms have elevated this room to a functional room. She could swear her eye twitched. The room began to smell of dampness, the walls looking a little runny as the soil became a mulch and moist. The small pond in the center a bit rank. Then, one by one, as if summoned by some hellish devil, mushrooms sprouted out of the soil. All those gut-rot ones. Delta backed away as the room started to stretch again, space promptly washing its hands of the room. The dampness gave way as a boar 
smaller than bacon but mean-looking prowled past. A few of the mushrooms tangled up in its matted fur. Delta flicked through the menus until she found the special menu for this room. Mushrooms. Produce. Develop. It wasn't the grandest menu, and she opened the produce one. Got rot mushrooms. Ten mana. Delta felt hatred burn in her stomach. It cost ten mana to produce these frickin' things? But she only got one in return when she bit the bullet and ate one. Delta closed the menu and paced as she angrily sniffed and snorted like the new boar in the room. After a moment, she opened the second option. Mushroom development. Develop edible mushrooms with better taste. 5 DP. Develop mushrooms with weak, hallucinogenic properties. 7 DP. Develop mushrooms that glows in the dark. 3 DP. Develop mushrooms with deadlier poison. 50 DP. Delta pursed her lips. More mushrooms? More mushrooms? She opened her mouth and then closed it as she thought about her mushy's feelings. It could hear her. She had a feeling she wouldn't be able to enjoy these nice-sounding edible mushrooms since she was the one making them. Or would she? Something chimed and her manner rose by two. Oh, a day had passed. Maybe her nap had taken some time away from her? That was concerning. Delta saw she had eleven mana left. With a quick command, Hob and Gob went out with new wooden buckets. She held her breath, but the object didn't seem to vanish as it left her dungeon. Yes! Delta jumped with excitement. Her first loot to leave the dungeon was... a bucket. Delta stopped dancing and stared at where her feet should be. Legendary knights and wizards would come from afar to raid her loot, only to get a bucket for their troubles. Delta felt a heavy mood settle over her as a mushroom poked through the soil. Delta. The dungeon of mushrooms and buckets. The stuff of legends. Maybe she could add a few mushrooms to the bucket, like a crappy gift basket. No, really. Delta insisted that all adventurers got a free mushroom or more. Take them all, Delta begged someone. Well, if things got boring, she could mix in the apples and berries. She wasn't sure how valuable the apples were, but it had to be better than a gut-rot mushroom, right? Delta perked up and went off to see her new nameless goblin talking to Fran. Aw, Fran was making friends. Get on him. The guilt followed her. So she quickly started the development of the edible mushrooms. What was next? Gourmet mushrooms? Delta snorted and wondered, what schmuck wanted these rooms? With a quick check on the grove, Delta froze. She expected one mushroom to be forming. The ground in the middle of the room was growing between five and ten mushrooms at once. No, 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 too many. She waved her hand with a shrill noise and checked her DP. It still happily said 63 DP after a purchase of the grove and the developmental room. Did the room menu actually mean she could make or produce these little monsters in bulk? Then how many gut rot rooms would she get for 10 mana? Oh, God. 
Delta felt sick at the thought of mushrooms on every surface of her dungeon. Delta splurged five more, DP, and a shoddy-looking wooden door appeared. She used it to seal her nightmares behind five planks of wood and a cracked metal door handle. Delta prayed that those tiny hinges would keep the demons back. The new goblin rounded the corner and blinked at the door. Boss, name's Francois. Franz said I should have old name, he said aloud, looking a little nervous. Delta looked at him. He, oh. Delta felt her mind latch on to an idea as the mushrooms inside continued to develop on the other side of the door. In her heart, she agreed to Francois, but in her cold, mushroom-hating, calculating mind, she called him a second name, Delta's homegrown food taster. Francois, she sang, and the goblin showed surprising intelligence as he ran away as fast as he could, but Delta just beamed. She was the very ground he ran on. She knew all the dead ends. If she could make someone else take over mushroom-eating duty, she'd gladly been seen as an evil witch to her little gobs. But, Mama, I saw them. Little green men with big teeth, the girl whined. Quiss waited for his poached sunbird egg to be cooked by the barman. Nibs was a greasy man, but it wasn't a bad quality. He seemed to slide between people and move away from caring about people's problems like a man who was secretly trained by river-scale eels. Quiss envied the skill as the girl's voice rose higher in the pub. People wolfed down gamey meat and shimmering, steaming fish. They were collecting those bad mushrooms and branches. They saw me she said, and the mother sighed. Goblins eat girls. No goblin saw you, or you'd be in its belly, the mother chided. Harsh but true. The girl had a fighter spirit in her, however, and refused to back down. They said they had no time for games and ran off, she added, and Quiz chewed that over as his eggs arrived, cooked a little extra just the way he liked it. What made goblins not eat a girl and not torment her? Orders. Orders meant a war chief in the making. Quiss frowned. His old peacekeeper booklet had a quick page on signs to look for when chiefs rose in power. People began to go missing. Goblins act strangely. They become quieter. Quiss chewed his eggs. He chewed them with a scorn. This was beginning to sound like actual work. Quiss Fire Smasher stood. He shrugged on his wizard name like an old cloak. The name was made from the ancient ritual of picking two words out of a magical hat at the same time. He considered himself lucky after Boder Lady Whipper or Samuel Rainbow Dream. He dared not dwell on the rare person who got three names. Solomon, Leaky Darkness Hole. You were never, ever forgotten. Quiss admitted, but you were never mentioned in public 